Hey, everybody, it's Dr. Greg Jones again uh, on this video podcast series that still doesn't have a name. So bear with me. I'm open for suggestions or maybe we just won't name it because really who cares, right? They just want the information they want to learn. So my guest today is Dr. Brandon McCarthy. So Dr. McCarthy is also a naturopathic physician like myself. Um, Dr. McCarthy founded Proteo Medical Center back in 2002. Wow, it's been 18 years now. Um, and, you know, just a great office and you're i know you recently moved are you still in chandler or is it still a different i'm still in chandler this is the last three days okay so for three more days uh, you can find dr mccarthy in chandler and we'll talk at the end about where to find you going forward so dr mccarthy is a nationally recognized expert in hormone replacement therapy um so Besides HRT, uh, Dr. McCarthy has spoken nationally and locally before physicians on topics such as weight loss, infertility, nutritional therapy, and more. So that's great, but I'm going to tell people about how I got to know Dr. McCarthy. So way back when I was a med student first year, a mutual friend said, hey, I'm going to this Halloween party. And it's a doc, you're going to love him, he's really cool. And I was like, all right, I need a costume, you know? I need a costume, okay. I so that. find a costume. I think I was like the worst Spartan ever because I was on a med student budget. I swear it was like a tunic. I found a tunic somewhere and some sandals. And so I here, I am. <laughs> here I am, a Spartan. And it was, I hate, it was probably like a red, it was part of the costume. It was basically a skirt. But, you know, it was Rome, in Rome, when in Rome, right? You got the leather, you got the skirt. I was like, man, he thinks I'm weird. He's not going to talk to me, right? And so... Uh, during that party, Dr. McCarthy's like, hey, man, you know, come by the office and come learn and come shadow me as a student. And I'm like, well, don't threaten me with a good time man. I'll be there. You know, so, you know, long story short, you know, Dr. McCarthy let me in his office and I shadow and I was like a second year med student. Didn't know anything, you know, and to be very honest, didn't know shit. You know, so I, I'm learning, you know, for me, a lot of the things we went, you know, as I was with your patients, <clears throat> A lot of things we talked about medically were way over my head at the time because I just didn't have the experience or the educational knowledge at the time. But what I took from that is how you treated patients, how you talk to patients, you know, how you treated your staff. And that has resonated with me the whole time. You know, if you like one of the things I really took away was how you review labs with patients. And I think about my experience as a patient, they don't tell you anything. It's like, yeah, you're good. Get out of here. If something's wrong, they just very cold. It's not educational. And so when I do lab reviews, I educate, you know, to the point where I started seeing the eyes gloss over, I, I, you know, pull back a little bit, but at the same time, you want to make sure people know not only for that moment, but for, Hey, if you ever see another doctor, you know what this means. You can call bullshit. If it's not what you think it is, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't add up to add up to how you're feeling. Right. So I took that away from you, man. And I'll be eternally grateful for that. So, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's how I know you, man. So, and it's been, it's Thanks. been a pleasure knowing you this whole time. So um, before we get into some hypothyroid talk, is there anything that, you want to say off the top uh you know off the top that what you just said about reading labs and the way you treat a patient mm -hmm. that has been the single most important successful thing i've ever done i mean you see the success of the practice you watch me grow since yeah. i've known you the practices i think triple no a little we're almost quadrupling mm -hmm. and 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 it's not been because i i have some products that i'm selling and making big numbers on there's been it's it's because the patients have such a fidelity to us and it comes from that relationship. And when you go into their labs, it shows a patient you really care. That's the most important. And so, so that has been the single most important part of my practice that I've ever gotten down to doing that has made the biggest difference in the success of the practice is that time spent in lab work, explaining it, not to their eyes gloss over, but to the point where they can retrieve it, they understand it, and then they feel like they get that buy-in with you and they care, they know you care, and then they'll follow through on protocols a lot better. 
Yeah. And I think it's empowering too, because now it's like, oh, I know what this means now, you know, yeah. and it's like, they, they've got a, they've got a clue. And that's the first step to, you know, my big thing is ownership, right? Ownership of your health, yeah. not just, yeah, you want to take, you know, like yeah, you're taking my word for it because the doctor in, is in front of our names, but you understand it. It's not just blind explanations of what's going on. So I, I yeah. appreciate that. And it's been a big deal for me as well. So <clears throat> today, you know, I, I thought about what to talk to you about because HRT is vast and it's, growing and there's always something to learn, right? But one of the things that I see in clinic a lot is hypothyroidism. So, you know, or low thyroid hormone levels, right? And so because so many people come in with that, and I think there's a lot of confusion about, you know, what it is and what it means and what the labs mean and what's the right way to treat it and how, not just how you feel now, but how you should feel when you're being treated. So I thought that would be a great topic for us today. So kind of starting off with, you know, from your experience, what are those clues? Like when someone comes in, they're like, hey, this is what's going on with me to say, hey, this might be a hypothyroid situation. You know, there's the usual things you look for in their face. Mm -hmm. You look for the eyelids when they're touching the pupil. You look for the way that they're, they're it, and this is a part of thyroid that really gets forgotten about. It's a big deal though. Cognitive performance, executive function of the mind. Thyroid plays a huge role in that. So you talk to a patient that you've had for years. If you're noticing they're not grabbing things at the same pace, look at their thyroid. It's a weird thing about the thyroid, but it really does play a role in that, that um, executive function recall um, RAM, if you would. You know, the RAM of your computers, the RAM of your brains is thyroid. Um, you know, the patient will give you complaints of their digestion, the usual stuff, the digestion, yeah. the complaint that their hair is not growing like it should. Um, weight you know there's going to be some some weight gain water weight those sorts of things but uh to be honest with you i screen every single person on thyroid no matter what always yeah that's actually um you know i was going to kind of wrap this around to the end because that's something that i've learned in practice because i started off and i really just honed in with thyroid on my female patients because it's even in med school it's kind of ignored with male patients a little bit. It's like, you know, hey, it's, you know, it affects a greater percentage of, you know, female patients and you see more of it. But I think a lot of the reasons our guys aren't being treated because we're not looking for it. You know, we're not looking at those symptoms and signs for it and say, hey, it's not yeah. just a female condition, you know. So. To be honest, just to break in really fast, I mine's creeping up. My mm -hmm. TSH, my T3 is still around four, four one, but my TSH is hitting two more often than not. And going up from there. And the other day, Brittany was like, when are you going to start thinking about your thyroid? Yeah. So I could see mine creeping up. I know it's mm -hmm. going to happen somewhat someday. Yeah. And so that kind of perfect segue, right? So now you got this person coming in. They got all those, you know, we, we all know the hallmark symptoms here. So, you know, you're feeling cold. You got the constipation, the dry skin, the hair loss, right? So you come in, it's like, okay, this might be it, you know, or I'm screening everyone. So now you run labs, right? And so now, you know, Obviously, you know, we're not taking people to med school with this, but kind of talk a little bit about what you're looking for in the labs and, you know, what a thyroid panel looks like for you. It changes. And in the beginning, like with a man, I'll basically do a basic screen, which for us, a basic screen for a naturopath is not the same as what it would be for an allopath. So a naturopathic screen is a TSH, a free T3, and a free T4. And I always screen all men that way. Mm -hmm. Women, I'll do in a more expanded panel because they're more predisposed to having autoimmune. If the patient has a long history of stress in their lives, I'm going to go down and look for the reverse T3 as well. So that's my rough rules. It, 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 men, if they have a, um, issues that it looks like they have some, um, not, I don't look directly at autoimmune with men like that. Um, 
if a man were to come in and I know he's having dietary issues, if I have suspicion there's a gluten issue going on, I will run an autoimmune thyroid in his case as well. Okay. So, so I guess, you know, you mentioned TSH creeping up a little bit and I, I really want to ask you about, cause TSH kind of, to me, it means something different in two cases. One, if they're untreated versus when they're treated, right? So uh, if you want to talk a little bit about, you know, how important TSH is in both cases, right? Someone who's never been on thyroid versus a person that's on nature thyroid or a synthetic thyroid. Uh, a patient coming in the door, initial testing, or if they're not on thyroid at all, in either case, the TSH is an indicator of what the brain's impression of the thyroid is. The TSH is just what your pituitary, your pituitary is like, it's like a thermostat. And it's, it's what your pituitary looks at the body and says, this is how much thyroid is there. And this is where your base metabolism is set from that TSH. And if your brain believes your thyroid is too high, it tries to slow it down. So your TSH goes down. If your brain thinks you don't have enough thyroid, it's going to send a stronger signal. You have more TSH. So a high TSH means your brain is working hard to push the thyroid gland to make thyroid. And, and then it does the reverse if it thinks you have too much. Okay. Now, now when someone's being treated, that kind of, that calculus changes a little bit, right? Because now really? obviously, you know, cause there's a negative feedback loop. So if I'm giving you thyroid, the body's like, well, here's, and I tell patients this all the time, you can't outsmart the body, you know, and there's no free lunch. You give the body something. It's like, well, thank you for this. I'm going to stop making this. Right. And so, you know, that's something that I see in some patients, like, you know, they're on thyroid, their numbers are great, but then they're like, my TSH is 0.4 or 0.02. Like, oh my God, is what's going on here? Right. So how yes. important is that number when they're being treated? There's a lot of facets to it. And I don't, and sometimes, you know, I've, uh, I don't want to be ambiguous, but yeah. there's so many facets to it. I'm trying to make sure I do it in a very clear and precise way. Yeah. Your brain, as when we were kids, when you're little, when you were like 12 years old, the 12 year old version of you had a need, a desire, your biology needed to have a T3, the active hormone to be around five or even six, because you needed that for development. Mm -hmm. As you get older, and so your TSH, your brain, would look at that T3 at six and be like, this is awesome. So your TSH would be like one, maybe 1.5, 1.2, which is considered really good. And then as you got older, your need to have that high level goes down. And so your brain tries to set it lower by changing the TSH. So your brain tries to re-regulate the thyroid to go from six down to four, then down to three. And that's by changing the level of TSH. The higher the TSH, the more it's going to increase the thyroid. The lower the TSH, the lower it's going to go. The issue that starts to happen, and I'll, I'm circling back to your answer. The issue that starts to happen is some of us have a thermostat in our brain that's set wrong, in my opinion. And the TSH, your brain, your, your pituitary, wants the T3, the active hormone, wants that T3 lower. And, and as you age, it tries to slow metabolism down. And I believe that goes back to our ancestors because as you aged, the slower metabolism you had, the less food you would eat, the more food you'd have for your community, that sort of thing. So your brain tries to slow down your metabolism as you age, but we don't live like that anymore. So when the person's TSH looks normal, like, like could be two, 1.5, two, but their T3 is down below three at like say two, five, they may look good at TSH because their brain thinks that's where they should be. But that's not biologically healthy to be at 2.5 for the T3. That's not a healthy number. There's so much research showing that that is not a good place to be. Everything from cognitive to cardiovascular. And we can go way into that. I mean, that's a, this could be like 20 podcasts long. Yeah, exactly. But if your TSH is, is, is um, 
it should not be the ultimate guidepost. It should be the T3 because the TSH is ruled by its impression of you based on your age. And it's ruled upon based upon its impression of how you high your thyroid should be. And that's, it's not always correct. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, you mentioned something about that, even as you're talking, I'm like, man, that's a whole other branch of this conversation. So I, so again, we're, I think we're going to name this one thyroid 101, but I would love to talk more about this going forward in the future. Right? There's so much we can delve into because, you know, even on the signs and symptoms, we haven't even talked about joint pain with that or abnormal menstrual cycles. Or, and talk about the heart. Uh, no one talks yeah. about the heart with thyroid. And yeah, exactly. yeah. The benefits for cardiovascular health and you know, there's that study, it's journal circulation published. Anyone with a T3, a free T3 below 3.2, they have a cardiovascular event, they have a higher risk factor for mortality, 3.2. And that's in the middle of the range for T3. So that means anybody below that is still normal, but they have that higher risk for mortality. It's, yeah, yeah bonkers. Yeah, exactly. So now with that being said, um, now we talked about free T3. And again, like obviously that, that set point or that goal changes a little bit as a person ages, right? For a lot of the yeah. patients that I see, you know, I kind of, well, 3.5 is like my benchmark, right? You know, with yeah, the population that I'm seeing, it's like, oh, yeah, 3.5 is the goal, right? And then they're like, well, what about this T4 here? Huh? Because they, they're used to going to their, their primary care who if your TSH runs high, they run the T4 and they're like, well, look at this, you're good, right? And they don't even look at the T3, right? So you know, to help with our education of our patients and listeners out there, you know, on the, you know, like I said, base level, how should they be interpreting their T3 or free T3 and T free T4? So as we mentioned earlier, TSH is the brain's impression of how much thyroid you have. And you can think of that as like the thermostat in your house. And if the thermostat, you have it set to a low metabolism, your brain's going to want to keep your thyroid low. So that's the first thing. And you want to watch your TSH for that. The TSH is the signal that goes from your thermostat up to the, the air conditioning unit or the heater on, in your house, the, 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 whatever's going to heat your house with. Uh, and that's going to stimulate it. Now, the potential energy coming out of that heater, your oil heater or your gas heater, whatever you do, have your house to heat your house. Potential energy for that is like what T4 is. So the signal, again, comes from here. It goes to where the heater is in your house. This is, this is where T4 is made. This is where the thyroid is. Once it makes T4 coming out of here, T4 is no energy. There's no potential for it. It doesn't do anything until it gets turned into T3. So T4 leaves the gland here. So you think of it as like heat in the vent. And it isn't until it gets to your liver or your muscle and it gets bioconverted into T3. That's like when the heat comes out of the vent. And that's when you get an increased metabolism. So with patients, I always explain to them, you have to have a T4 that's at an adequate level because that's the potential energy that's getting from the heater unit, you know, and through the vents that's going to get into the room, the T3 is what you're feeling that moment, and the TSH is how your thermostat set up. Does that make sense? Is that a good way to put it? Yeah, exactly. You know, and so that's why I kind of tell them, like, hey, you know, you want to know about your TSH and your pre T4, but yeah. this pre T3 is where the money is. This is the active yeah. thyroid hormone. This is the one that's binding to all these cells throughout the body. You know, if this if isn't. Someone, binding, sorry, if someone has a good T3 at that one lab you did, that T3 in that lab fluctuates if you don't have enough t4 in the background by the end of the day i've noticed those people have more afternoon fatigue because remember t4 is bio converting to t3 throughout the day yeah and if your t3 is good at the time of the test you might have taken a good dose of a, of a combined thyroid of cytomel with with a levo or, or or a nature thyroid one of those guys you may have gotten all that t3 liberated right then but if you don't have enough t4 in the background later on in the day you're not getting as much thyroid you know and you yeah. can experiment with that run their thyroid several times in a day to see what their t3 levels are if they don't have good free T4 in the morning, chances are they're not going to have good free T3 in the afternoon. Okay. Well, that's really good to know as well. 
different way of looking at it as well. So I appreciate that. So now kind of shifting gears. So now we've got our signs and symptoms. We ran our labs. It's like, okay, now, and this is something that I, you know, learned as a doc as well. It's like, okay, well now I can say this person is hypothyroid based on what I have clinically. But then there's, you know, you start reading about subclinical hypothyroidism. Then you start reading more about Hashimoto's and treating Hashimoto's. So, you know, well, I kind of think we should save Hashimoto's for another, I'm going to broach it a little bit here today, but I kind of want to dive into that a little bit because that's a whole subset of, you know, what causes it, you know, know, even someone who's not genetically disposed to it, how their lifestyle and stress can lead to that. That's a whole other thing, right? But, you know, so we'll kind of just focus on that. So if you want to talk a little bit about hypothyroid versus subclinical hypothyroid. It's a spectrum, you know, and and the thing in medicine where we make a lot of mistakes in general is when the doctors put things into boxes too hard. Mm -hmm. The person who's at four point, so T3, the medical reference range is 2.0 to 4.8 if we're using SonarQuest, 4.4 if we're using LabCorp, 4.2 Axis Medical Labs. The way they come up with that reference range is based upon averages, not based upon biological health. Like I said, the journal circulation says 3.2 or less is dangerous. So the person at 4.2, you have them and, you, and, and the, the T3s at 4.2, they're at the upper end of the range they are, in my opinion, considered much healthier. Research also shows that as you move down that range, you lose cognitive performance. You lose how your brain works, what I mentioned earlier. The problem is, is in, in, like I said, wait until you hit 2.0 before you treat. This is the pathology 3.2 and 2.0, even though it's in the range, and it's considered subclinical hypothyroidism. It's just that hypothyroidism doesn't fit in the normal box. So I try and treat anything below two and get it up to three to four two. Okay. And that makes sense. And I think that's one of the reasons I want to bring that up is because, you know, you'll have the patients who their labs look normal, but then they've got a ton of symptoms, right? And so they're not being treated because yeah. it's subclinical. It's like, cause a lot of docs are looking at those numbers and not looking at the person. I think that's where we're trying to bridge that gap and what we do as naturopaths, right? So that's yeah. super important. So now switching from now we've got it hey this is where it is so now how do we treat that right and so kind of you know obviously there's it's it's a spectrum as well but in general like kind of what's your philosophy on treating hypothyroidism you know between you know you know dietary changes lifestyle changes and then you know don't worry about answering this right away then i want to switch gears into the difference between the natural desiccated thyroid and then your synthetic products as well so um just talk to us about that a little bit I've seen diet work in a handful of times and it's the most rewarding part of doing this. Yeah, I, I really have. And uh, it's, it's whenever you can get a patient's lifestyle to change that reverses the course of something like this. It's just, it's like, that's the best success you can get as a physician. Yeah. Um, and that's usually changing. And I, and I know it's not, it's this such a buzzword in medicine still to this day, but gluten is the primary trigger for most of my patients for them having a thyroid problem. Yeah. So, so change your diet around can be very helpful and very rewarding. Uh, I know doctors that work with iodine and doing iodine supplementation. I have personally not had a lot of success with it. And I've tried it. I've worked with it. And I'm not against it. I just have not personally had a lot of success with it. Um, but we start off with figuring out what the original cause of the thyroid issue is. We see, um, not talking about Hashimoto's, but if it is a Hashimoto's thing, I work diet as hard as I can because that may fix it. Um, if not, our goal is to get the T3 up into the upper end of the range of the T4 and that upper end of the range as well. And then, and then keep an eye on the TSH, but a lot of times we just ignore it. Yeah. 
for sure. And so at that point, now you're looking at this patient across from you and like, okay, well, do we want to go down the nature throid route or do we want to go down the compounded right or, you know, compounded route? And it, it changed, obviously it's different with every single person, but yeah. You know, so I guess the big thing I like to share with our, you know, listeners, watchers is the difference between the natural desiccated products, the Natrothroid, Armour, Westroid, and their Cytomel and Levothyroxine that they're taking. So, the the I would never do compounded thyroids ever, and I'm saying this to you as, a, as a, just as a person who has experienced a lot of bad. Uh, and I love compounded. I'm not against compounding, but in every one of those pills, they need to have. Say you're making a compound of 15 micrograms of T3 and you know, 100 micrograms of T4, it's micrograms. It's like grains of sand. It has to be th that level in each pill. I've had patients there where they were compounding it. There's just the guy who compounds it, the compounding pharmacist, but the person who's actually doing the work is the tech. And that tech, he's making maybe 11 bucks an hour, 12 bucks an hour. And I have caught numerous times the T3 not correct in those pills. I've sent it out to independent labs. T3, if they give you too much, is a dangerous thing. It is, and so I personally never compound thyroid just because the, the error factor is too, is, the risk factor is too high if they make an error. Um, I use, I prefer using um, Nature Thyroid to start because of my, in all my years of experience, Nature Thyroid has the best results on labs. But even Nature Thyroid recently, they had a recall because yeah. they had 15% too high a level of T3. Now that's not gonna kill anyone, but that's, you can see it's, ah, Thyroid's dicey. Yeah. So Nature Thyroid, though, that has been, over the years, my best, cleanest product. I get the most consistent results. Some patients, their T4 and T3 ratios are so far skewed and weird. I need to use T3 and T4 as a separate medication. I usually use Cytomel and Levothyroxine in a different ratio than what you would find in, in, in uh, um, Nature Thyroid. Okay. Uh, and I never use standalone T4 Levo, and I never use standalone Cytomel, personally. Yeah, that's good. And so kind of circling back a little bit, when we talked about, you know, we've kind of alluded to a little bit about the dangers of too much T3. And so just for people out there, just knowing that, you know, you, you can actually ship someone from hypothyroid to hyperthyroid if they have too much yeah. T3. And that's dangerous. I had a guy, he went, I, I wrote him five mics. I don't know if he was here when you were here. Yeah, I wrote him for five mics of T3. And uh, he was on this long term and he was doing three pills a day uh, in the morning along with his Levo. He, they, Walgreens, I don't know if I could, I don't know if I get in trouble for saying this, but I'm saying it anyway, Walgreens, all of a sudden, accidentally switched it to 50. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't my, you know, I, at first I was like, it's my handwriting. It's, I made this mistake. Just, no, the kid at Walgreens gave my patient 50 mics of T3. He took 150 mics of T3. Yeah, it happened to two of my patients so far i have a woman and a man that had this have to do from walgreens crazy yeah no that's insane and so it's so now, <laughs> you know, that comes up now you know it's it's the thyroid storm thing right and so that's a whole yes thing. and we definitely would love to have another conversation about hyperthyroid because although hypothyroidism is more prevalent people are hyperthyroid and there's grave disease it's real but yeah. you know that patient is taking thyroid and they're getting the palpitations and they're sweating and the diarrhea, that anxiety feels like they're having a heart attack and that's not right, you know, and yeah. knock on wood, you know, I, I've been lucky. I haven't had that yet, but I'm going to try to avoid that. And maybe Walgreens is not where I'm going to send my, uh, don't Walgreens, no Walgreens, <laughs> but also I just educate the patient to be like, make sure you look at yeah. what you get. And you know, that's one of the reasons I dispense. 
I know for a fact when I dispense a medication, I can guarantee what's in it. And I take responsibility for that. And I trust my systems to not get a patient overdosed on a med. I can, I, you know what I mean? I stand over it too much. So mm -hmm. that's one of the other reasons why I like to dispense. Okay. Yeah, no, that's, that's great as well. So almost done with this here, but this is something that I've been having conversations about with my patients the last, I would say, few months. It's about, okay, you know, you, you see my labs, you know my symptoms, you want to put me on thyroid treatment, right? And so sometimes they're hesitant because it's like, well, well, Dr. Jones, you know, I don't want to become dependent on this. And, you know, is this for life? And it's like, I'm like, oh, man, you know? And, and to me, it's, it's case by case because obviously if you're Hashimoto's, it is what it is, you know, and I try to be very transparent about that. This is why you have this. And if you stop taking this, these are the consequences, right? But every now and then I'll get that person that's like they're hypothyroid, but it's like, okay, you know, you're relatively young, but your stress is through the roof, you know, or it's like, hey, we ran some other labs and you're so estrogen dominant. It's not even funny, you know, and, you know, estrogen, you know, that's a whole other conversation about how that. Yeah, the power, the right? T3, T4 conversion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So now I'm like, well, OK, let's get to the root cause of it. And there's a possibility if we correct these root causes, whether it's stress, reverse T3 or estrogen dominance, your thyroid can normalize and we can look at taking you off. Right. Or weaning you yeah. off. Right. Because you don't want to stop it. Right. So in your experience, what's your take on when and how the time, you know, when it's, you know, well, I'm now drawing a blank. Now I need the editor to come in here. You know, when it's, you know, appropriate for a person to stop taking thyroid or reduce their dose yep. or, and all that. So what's your take on that? You, when you're doing, so that's, it goes back to the pituitary and, and the, mm -hmm. the set point. Some people as they age, whenever you get their thyroid back up to four, their brain doesn't like that. The T3 up to four. So you see the TSH go really low. It hits like zero. Mm -hmm. Those patients, you can't just pull them off of thyroid. You have to wean them off in those cases. So, so in those cases, you have a patient, they do it for a year. They're like, I don't really notice the difference in my thyroid before or after. Let me take off of it. You slowly wean them off of it over time, watching the TSH, make sure the TSH stays at a good level and they're getting good T4, T3, you know, back to where they were before they even started or, or so. That's where they end up being. Um, some patients with lifestyle, you'll see that out of nowhere, I mean, they were stable on, say, a half a grain of nature thyroid while you're cutting back on their stress fixing their diet, getting their estrogen dominance under control, all of a sudden, that normal T3 on a half a grain, their T3 shoots up to six. And they're like, ah, wow. you know, I fixed wow. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just take them off thyroid. And then all of a sudden, they don't, they don't need it because you fixed that original problem. And you see it would be confirmed in their estrogen being more normalized. It would be confirmed with the reverse T3 being lower. It would be confirmed with the cortisol being better. It would be confirmed yeah. with the C-reactive protein being better. So it's not just like, you know, you put them on thyroid and then take them back off and there was no, you know, you can, do, you can show your work, why you were on it originally, the benefit of it, the fact that now you no longer need it, and how your whole, whole person is better because of that. And that's great. You know, it's just important for people to know, like, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not a death sentence, you know, or a life sentence, so to speak, you know. <laughs> no. that's it. That was, yeah, that should definitely be edited out. That's probably <laughs> improper, something you don't want to say at the doctor. That's <laughs> <laughs> no. worried. Don't, don't say that. But. You know, but it's not a life sentence if you're, you know, like, you know, sometimes it's, you know, there's a lot of times where this is temporary or maybe a year or two. And so people understanding that there should not be a fear of getting better, you know, so and especially if we're looking at diet lifestyle and treating with the again, I'm very partial to the natural desiccated you know, natural th nature thyroid as well, because I'm not giving you a synthetic medication unless that is, is you know it's indicated that's where we are with it so yeah. I think that's important for people to know like is to you, you want to get better 
and allow your body to get better and support the body getting better. So that's super important. So, man, that's, you know, that's, it's amazing. You know, what you can do with just this little gland sitting on the front of the, the, you know, front of the throat here is how much it controls and affects our metabolism. And, and that we didn't even get into the mental health part of thyroid. I have patients who they, their docs think they're depressed or have anxiety and it's no, they don't have any thyroid going on. So, you know, just, a whole other part of this to discuss in future talks and all that. So something else I wanted to talk about with you, you know, off topic, but slightly not is, you know, when I was shadowing you and if you remember, I was all like, like, Hey, this is great. I just want to do joint injections. I just want to do. I know. I I I don't know why I'm here. I don't know why I'm here with you. You don't do any of this stuff. Right. But I I recall you saying, Hey, you know, I, I get it. I know you love this and I'm not saying don't do this, but expand your repertoire because some of these patients coming in with joint pain and injuries your your outcomes are going to be so much better when their hormones are better and so sure enough it, it, that's what it is you know i've had a few patients like yeah you know you fix the testosterone it's like you know what my knee doesn't really hurt that bad anymore i'm like wow yeah. okay <laughs> let's go with that you know so i appreciate that as well so in closing uh, i know we talked about you're moving here in a three weeks so here's a chance to say you know where you are now where you're moving to and how people can find you uh, we're moving to uh, 1727 West Fry Road in the Halstead Clinic. It's, it's right next to the uh, Chandler Regional Hospital. Uh, it's between them and uh, right directly next door to the YMCA, uh, which is nice because they have a pool so I can get a membership and start doing laps in my off time. It's a bigger clinic. It's much bigger. It's going to be three times the size of this, which we needed. Uh, I moved here 10 years ago into this space. And I just, over the years, just got crunched in yeah so i'm very sure. excited right now we're in ray and dobson which is uh, next to sprouts again in chandler and i love it here it's just mm-hmm. uh i mean we need more room to spread out yep that's awesome growth is good growth is good and yeah. you guys have a facebook and instagram or yep we're on facebook we're redoing our instagram now we're redoing our website we're in the middle of redoing the website um but yeah protealife.com that's our that's our website you know okay awesome. check it out we're going to have a party when we have our grand opening, when we're allowed to have a party, because this whole COVID is, mm, yeah. you know, hold it back on the celebration of it. But we'll have a party, you know, music and, and food, and it'll be fun. I'll okay. let you know. Always. Oh, thank, thank you. I, I will be there for that. Yeah. I will show up for that. I mean, I show up for much. When you said music, food, and, and drinks of the alcohol, <laughs> of, the, uh, yes. of the adult sort, then uh, I believe <laughs> I, I will show up with nice clothes on. And so I appreciate that. Well, Dr. McCarthy, I appreciate the time. Uh, hopefully we'll, you. you know, I really plan on asking to do this again because we really, really just got to the very tip of this iceberg here and there's so much more we can help educate people with. So, you know, I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for everything. That it's an honor. It really yeah. is. It's an honor. Oh, Thanks man. for letting me be your third guy. Oh, well, person. that's, that's right. okay. Yeah. It's, okay. <laughs> it's just scheduling. It's just scheduling. So it wasn't like, no, it's eh. an honor. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Thank you. Definitely, definitely. So, all right, everyone, that's it for today on this podcast, Yet to Be Named. And I hope to see you all soon. Subscribe and, you know, support what we're doing here in medicine. And we'll see you soon.